hello, and welcome to our podcast. You're listening to Gay Culture Is, an LGBTQ plus podcast where we talk about everything that's gay. I'm Tyler. And I'm Richard. And we want to talk to you about how gay culture is whatever you make it to be. This week we're going to talk about how gay culture is having a dog. Having to schedule your social life. And playing as Princess Peach in Mario Kart. So let's get started. For our first topic today, we're going to be talking about how gay culture is having a dog. We have a dog. Her name is Sabby. Which is short for Sabrina. Because that's what they called her at the animal shelter where we got her from. But also, Britney Spears' album Femme Fatale had been out like a year or so when we got her. And there's a a female rapper on one of the songs and her name was Sabby. And so that's kind of where I had that that CD in my car that day. We got Sabby, and I was like, well, let's call her this, because that's something short for Sabrina, because we felt like Sabrina was too much to say. It was too much to say. So, But that's how we spell her name, is like on the track, um, what's it called? Uh, Drop Dead Beautiful. Okay. From Femme Fatale. Well, we got Sabby from um, Brother Wolf in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, she is a schnauzer poodle mix. She's a schnoodle. She's a schnoodle. And she has an underbite, or is it an overbite? It's an underbite. It's an underbite. Because her lower teeth stick out further than her upper teeth. And she's really cute, and I love her because she's a very quiet dog. She does not bark. I think we can count how many times she has barked out loud on, you know, one hand. Well, she will bark when someone knocks on the door or rings the doorbell. That's about the only time. And even then, sometimes... And she growls at my brother. She does growl at tall people. And at select people. Mostly tall, domineering... And children. Yeah, she doesn't like children. I mean, she doesn't... She never bit anyone, though. No. So, but she doesn't... She just growls. Yeah. She doesn't want them to... She doesn't want to be bothered. Well, she bit me once. Well, we had her like a month. A week. And that was the first week. No, it was like... Well, it was a couple weeks, but like I was between jobs when we first got her. Well, yeah, when we first got her, Tyler was between jobs. So, I was at work and Tyler was with her 24-7. So, there was like a two-week period where I wasn't working and I just was home all day with Sebby. And we bonded and I think one night Richard was like trying to kiss me or whatever and get between us and she did not care for that. Well, so I got a little bite on my lip, which was fine. I it didn't was It was something. Yeah. I thought it was my lip, though. I thought it was your nose. No. It was it was my lip. Okay. But anyway, so it doesn't really matter, because she is, you know, not a dangerous dog. I think no, she was just being no, protective no. of Tyler, because I was trying to get in between them. Yeah. But, so Sabby is, like I said, she's a cute, adorable dog. She's black. She's about 25 pounds. Yeah. She's, she should be around 20 pounds, according to the vet. So she's... Somewhat, no, they say 25. Like She's somewhat overweight. They don't want her to be over 25. Right. But they would like for her to hover around 2019. Yeah. Something like that. So we have to buy special dog food. It's Royal Cannon Weight Care, which the vet suggested to us. But she's done really good with it. She got really fat at one point, and that this, she's done a lot better with this food, although somehow... When we moved, we got her little scooper switched, and yeah, we can't find her original scooper. And so Richard did not realize that we weren't giving her the. I gave her too much food. The whole but thing. She loves full. me for that. So because we were only supposed to give like three fourths full of the little scooper. Yeah, we I was probably giving, he was her, giving her the whole thing. They were giving the whole thing. Because last month, I mean, we usually can get a bag of dog food that will last about two months, and last month, it like the one we just now finished was gone and threw in a month. And I was like, um, why did this happen? Sabby loves her food. And she 
That's how I give her treats, because she loves her treats. She does love her food. But, so, Sebi likes to lay around. Um, she's definitely a couch dog, lap dog. Um, she's usually over there, so we have two couches in our house, and I sit on one, and Tyler sits on the other, and we kind of sit across from each other so we can look at each other while we watch TV. And Sebi never sits with me. She always sits with Tyler. Yeah, but when I'm not here... You don't let her sit with you, and I, you could. I do let her sit with me. No. Yes. No. Because I'll look at the camera. We have camera. And I'll look at the camera and see y'all sit in the living room, and you'll be on one couch, she'll be on the other one. No, because that's you. she sits on that couch, mm-hmm. and I don't like to sit on the couch, because that's your couch, and I have my couch. But you could let her come sit with you. She you could like invite to, her over. She doesn't like to And sit encourage her to sit with you. She sits with me for about ten minutes, and then she's and like, then, no, done. no, and then you say, you're done, because then you say, go away now, I'm done. No. Yeah, yes. They have another knot. No. You got her to come sit with you, and you say, okay, go back over there. Well, because so, I think she's more comfortable because your couch is bigger. Mm. Okay. I do let Sebby sit with me. So, Sebby sits with me, and we do cuddles, but I think she does get more attention when Tyler is here, because I'm usually doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she doesn't really ask you for it either. Like, she knows that I'm going to, like, pet her and... You pay for her, and, like, way too much. And, and so she just expects it, but I guess when y'all are just here, y'all just kind of both do your own thing. Yeah. So. Well, like, we go outside, and, I mean, I take her outside, and she usually just, you know, runs out of the house, does her business, and runs back in. She's not, she does not like the outdoors. She does not like being outside. And the only time I've ever seen her like being outside was, like, one time, and she saw a squirrel. And that was it. No, no, it wasn't a squirrel. Was it a rabbit? No, it was another dog. It was our neighbor's dog. Oh, okay. come into our yard. And she was like, nope, you don't belong here. And she chased the dog out. I wasn't sure what it was, because she hardly ever does anything. She much less doesn't even like to... She doesn't run. But I think she that was the walk. same week we had been keeping my parents' dog. And he's a lot more... I don't know. He's a lot more like... Acts like a dog. I mean, he's like territorial. And he's got... And plays... Yeah, and he plays with toys and whatnot, and I think he had kind of, and he'll bark at things if they come into the yard, and I think she was maybe kind of... Um, Pretending to be a dog. Doing what he was doing, because she had seen him do it that way. I don't know. So, um, Sabi does have, and when we got her from the animal shelter, they did tell us that she had been abused, um, so she was very anxious, um, and that does show still from time to time, even though we've had her about five six years mm-hmm. um she does not like flies will be one of those things she doesn't like bugs which is really funny because if no. there's a bug in the house well, especially if flies just buzzing around she can't stand it she, she just starts shaking um and she usually goes hides in the corner and has mm-hmm. accidents but mm-hmm. i think it was because of her living environment that she had prior to coming home with us yeah so, and they did tell us that so up front told. at the animal shelter. Yeah. Um, because they apparently do the behavioral studies on dogs, um, which I thought was fascinating. I do really like Brother Wolf. Um, it was a great, easy adoption for her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it was a good animal shelter. Well, because my parents got their dog from there, too, and he's the same kind of dog our dog is. And so they um, they play together. They like to play together. And it also helps, you know, with... Parents are going out of town, or if we're going out of town, um, we can keep their dog, or they can keep ours. And they are about the same. They're about size. the same size, about the same, same breed, level so. of care, and yeah. um, and they're good friends. I mean, they do over 
over all this time, Savvy has finally learned to socialize with dogs. And you have to do that. When you have a dog, you have to yeah. get them to be comfortable around other animals and mm. your family. So if children are around, you want to introduce a dog slowly into that environment so mm-hmm. that it is a good transition. Mm-hmm. Um, Savvy, I think, just she's around two gay men all the time. So that's who she likes. She likes men. And we're not very big. We're not very tall. I mean, we're just kind of average We're just average Yeah. So she doesn't like tall people and she doesn't like children. Mm-hmm. And we do think, again, that has something to do with her first home. Yeah. Well, I think, and part of it, she doesn't like, she doesn't like people that are kind of aggressive or they're loud or, because I think something that, with my brother, that because my brother will play kind of rough with my parents' dog. Not rough, but they, he'll throw the ball and they'll chase him around and, you know, the dog will chase the ball and. I don't know. It's kind of, right. it's like they kind of get my parents' dog to exercise and Savvy's like, I'm not into that. I want to be well, quiet kinda, in the corner and left alone. Kind of like your typical dog that you would see on TV playing around in the park. That's Tyler's parents' dog. Yeah. Savvy is, I'm going to go read a book in the corner type of dog. Yeah. Not that, and Savvy loves to read. And she likes to use the computer where we have pictures. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be posted on Instagram at some point of how Savvy Actually, if you go back into my personal Instagram far enough, you'll find those pictures. So, anyway, so um, we'd always wanted a dog. Um, I think we got the uh, Sabby like the first week we had moved um, mm-hmm. and bought the house. Uh, you know, six years ago when we first moved in together. I forgot why, but we found um, Schnoodles. Like I don't remember where we saw. I know we went to the pet store in the mall. At one point, and maybe saw a schnoodle there. We're like, "Oh, that's what we want." Or did we know about them before we went? To I the don't mall? remember. Well, we knew we weren't going to buy one from the mall because we don't like buying animals. Um, there's so many out there that need to be rescued, mm-hmm. and why would I pay for something that expensive when I could give my money to an animal shelter that does good and is pretty much not for profit? Yeah, yeah. but. Um, I don't know how we got onto that breed we were looking for. I think we just thought they were cute. Yeah, I and mean, I think we, I think when we went to the pet store and saw one, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly the kind of dog we want." But then I was all, then I forgot why. But I was like, when we first moved out there, I was looking online at dogs and I was looking at the brother wolf, and but I was looking at like they had the Pet Finder app or whatever, or through Brother Wolf's website. I was looking and I saw that they had three schnoodles, and we went in there like the next day, I think, and yeah. went. And found them, and there was a Sabby, and I think her two sisters. And the mom. It was. Oh, the, the mom. mom was there, the too. The mom was there, too. Okay. So, well, we would pick Sabby out. So, I'm a big believer in animals. Like, they know how to get adopted. If they want to get adopted, they know how to get adopted. So, Sabby was over there, kind of like, in the corner by herself. And the other ones were over there in another corner. Mm-hmm. And we went up to the... Uh, to you know, their crate or pen or whatever they were in. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, look, Tyler, here they are. And here comes Savvy just coming right up to, you know, the ends of her container, containment field. It was like a pen. It was a pen. I don't know. There was like a gate. It was a kennel. It was like a a doggy gate with what was keeping her. So she came up to it and she put a little paw up onto the gate and I was like, this is a dog for us. No, what, what, you, what you said exactly was, this dog knows how to get adopted. Right, because that's exactly how I think dogs should be, because it shows that they have a good personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Well, and then they were like, are you going to take her out and play with her a little bit? And we're like, yeah, sure. So we took her over to the little area, 
and I was just I wanted he to found love in five seconds. Well, but they had a policy at that time, and they may still have it. Um, but you could like kind of take the dog home for seven days to see if, it w- if things would work out with the environment and just how that all would go, and if it would work out within your lifestyle and, and whatnot. And so we we did that, but. Well, we, we had said we were going to do that, but we got in the car, and, like, we, we got in the car, and I said, and Richard said, looked at me, and he's like, we're, we're not taking her back, are we? And I was like, nope. So we, you know, we did take her home for seven days, and after seven days, we went back down, and we're like, obviously, we're going to keep her and fill out the paperwork and everything. Right. I mean, they, they felt like we were good, responsible people anyway, because I think that's why I liked Brother Wolf, is because it wasn't just anyone can come in there and get a dog. You yeah, had to actually, like, pass their screening test. Screen you, yeah. And I thought that was interesting, because I'd never... Coming, I'd never come across that before, and I really like that policy because I don't think everyone can or should have a dog. Um, right. Some people are cat people, so or mice or rabbits or snakes or you know all different kinds of animals. Mm-hmm. I think most of our friends are cat people. Most of our friends are cat people. I think we have. Do we even have anyone who has another dog besides your parents? And I think that's it. Trying to think, but most I guess so. I guess everybody has a cat that's our friends, which is really odd. I mean, I like cats. I like to meow at them, but I think they're funny. They don't, but they don't like respond the same way a dog does. So to no me, one bit me last week, and I'm very nice, and it bit me. Well, so I was playing just for no reason. Well, well, actually, it wasn't for no reason. I was, was playing your with, fault. I was playing with the kitty cat, and. I think I aggravated it too much, but I think that's so easy to do. Walked away, and I, was I did walk away. There. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything to me. I just was like playing with it. I let it rub against me, and I walked away. So I don't know. Um, my uncle has a dog. He bit me. I didn't like. I don't like that. I don't like my uncle's dog. I didn't do anything to him. I just, didn't it die? No, it's still alive. What died then? The cat. The cat. Oh, okay. The cat. The cat. So they have a dog, um, and they have a cat. Well, they did have a cat. The cat's name was Dog. And it was really confusing. <laughs> it's better than your family who just names all your dogs Dog. I did not name my dogs Dog. They have names. It's just what we refer to them as. I didn't say you did. I said your family. Well. Like we just, your parents. That's just how we get their attention saying, hey, Dog. Because that's what they are. So they know what they are. Um, it's because they, they, that's what they've been called so long. So um, They can't speak English or any other language for that matter. But they can understand English. Savvy is very well trained. They can understand, yes. Savvy knows the word for food. She knows the word for treat. She knows the word for outside. And hungry. And hungry. And shake. And cheese. And cheese. Yep. And chicken. <laughs> if basically if it's food related. <laughs> if it's food related, she Savvy knows, knows the key what it is. food words. Um, She's good on that. Well, sometimes you call her a sweetie muffin. So sometimes you confuse okay, her with our sweetie muffin. You call her all kinds call of her sugar nickname. muffin and sugar, sugar muffin. baby and sweetie muffin and sugar sweetie and and chumby and chumby. I don't know why chumby because in the office. Oh, that's right. Because in, when um, Donna Noble, not Donna Noble, well, yeah, Donna Noble, Catherine Day. Catherine Day is on the office and she's there learning about his names. She's like, I can guess your name by how you look, and she looks at Kevin and she was like, I think your name is. Chumbo. <laughs> and so sometimes I call Sabby Chumbo, and sometimes I call her Chumby. Just because I thought it was cute. I don't know. It's just weird. All these names. So, yes, our dog is fat, but we've already discussed that she has on weight, uh, weight management food. Uh-huh. But, and Sweetie Sugar, I call her that. 
So no one knows Sugar Doodle. He has so many nicknames for Sabby. It's like, her name is not Sabby. I call her Sabby, and he calls her nicknames. And Sweetie Boogers. <laughs> just, just, whatever pops into my head that day. Yeah, That's what much. she's called, so. But she answers to all of she them. She does answer to all To me. Yeah. She ignores anything that I say to her. No, if you say her name or one of the key food words. Yeah, I have to say the word treat or food or outside, and that's get, that gets her attention. The cheese. Cheese. She loves so, cheese. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what mom's doing. So anytime that I go and get myself a snack, if you go to the refrigerator, she does follow me to the refrigerator. Well, if it sounds like a cheese wrapper. If it sounds like a cheese wrapper. Or like a treat bag or food bag, like if we're opening a bag of pretzels or something, or it sounds like a treat bag right. to her. So she's like, she's pokes up and standing outside the door as we record this podcast talking she, about her. She just ate. She did just so ate. After she eats, the kind of, you know... She doesn't get as excited about those words for about 30 minutes, and then she does again. Maybe, maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> so. Anyway, so, um, Sabby goes to the vet, so we have to, you know, so when you have a dog, you have to make sure that they are uh, well taken care of, so Sabby does have to go to the vet. Um, she goes at least once a year to do her annual checkup and make sure she got her vaccinations, mm-hmm. and we have her on a heartworm preventative, mm-hmm. and it also covers fleas and ticks. And that's really important. So you have to take all of these things into consideration when you have a pet, mm-hmm. uh, especially a dog, because um, they can get um, illnesses just like any other thing. So you have to make sure that you take care of them. Cats can do the same thing. I know one of our friends who had a cat, um, one of our friends who does have a cat, she had to have like an emergency surgery, um, which was pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And so you had to make sure you take all these things into consideration when you have it. But to them, it was still worth it. It was definitely worth surgery. it. I mean, I mean you yeah. have to make that commitment when you get a pet. Right. And I think, oh, well, Sabby is definitely worth that commitment. Um, she. Oh, yeah. She, she is like Tyler's favorite thing. Day one. Yeah. She's my best friend. I do feel like, though, that Sabby is like attached to, to me. Sabby is definitely attached to Tyler more than she is to me. But I think that's because of how so like when we got her. If we're ever, like, when we first moved back to where we are now, I was here for a couple months before Richard was. So Sabby was with and Tyler. And she was with me. So yeah, that's true. And I think it was not even, I mean, I, don't, I think she would have been fine either way, maybe. No. I think she would have missed me. I mean, because when we moved back here, Tyler was here for what? Three, two months. Two, three months. Without, two months. Yeah. And I think, well, Sabby, well, Tyler would have went crazy without Sabby. That's what I was saying. It would have been more. It would have been harder on Tyler. It would have been more of an emotional stress for me than it would have been on her, probably. That's true. So that she could have been okay with, I mean, you know, I I think she would have missed me, though, too. So she did miss you and was excited to see you. She was excited to see you. So Sabby is excited to to see you on the weekend or or when I would come out to see you, I'd bring her. um, But it was just for two months, luckily. So it was hard being away from you, too. Yeah. Anyway. So, so like I say, when you get a pet, you have to think about all the costs that come with that, the emotional attachments that you have with them. They are definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to make sure that, you know, that pet gets lots of exercise. So, we do take Seppi for walks. Uh, she has a harness. We put her harness on and her collar. Cause mm-hmm. we like to- and her harness also acts as a seat belt. And there's a thing that comes with it where you can, like, fasten it into the seat belt in a car. Right. So when we're driving around with her, she's fastened in, too. So and that's important because you want your pet to be safe just as Yeah, and you can find else. doggy or cat seat belts on Amazon. They also have these kind of baskets where 
the basket's kind of strapped into the car seat. It's a little more like a car seat, and then they're strapped into the basket. So that works, too, for really small, small animals. But she's, like I said, about 25 pounds. So yeah. she's about too big for something like that. And Sabby, those other things, you have to make sure you, like, groom them. So Sabby hates bath time. Um, she is not fond of water. Mm-hmm. But she's fine once she... When, when she, she does it, it's When fine. she does it, she's glad she did it. Oh, she, I mean, like, when she gets to the bath, she loves the bath. Right. But getting her to the bath is just like... I mean, it's really easy because she weighs 20, 25 pounds. Right. So you just I, pick her up and take her in there. But we try to let her, I mean, I, I she try, acclimates. I talked to her about it for about 30 minutes before we started. I'm like, we're going to have a bath. We're going to do it. Because that's another word she knows is bath. Um, but I try to get her to walk to the bathtub on her own. And she'll come most of she'll the way. She'll come halfway. Sometimes, but then you end up having to pick her up and put her in there because she's just terrified. But then once you get started, she enjoys it. Yeah, and she loves it. She just stands there she and feels she's like, better. Me. Yeah, she feels better when she's done, and we try to do that on Sundays. So that's just a... And grooming. So she mm-hmm. does get groomed. Um, we used to go to PetSmart, but now we go to like a local... It's a local place, it's yeah, because we know the people. And... and so they also have like a donkey daycare. So if we do have to go to town and Tyler's parents um, are out of town... Like we're out of town. And together. both dogs stay. And there. both dogs stay there, and they usually stay together. Um, and I like it because they have like a camera, so you can watch her. And that's the reason we have a camera in the house. So just in case, like it's it's mm-hmm. attached to Sabby's. Like it looks down onto her crate. So Sabby is crate trained. Mm-hmm. Um, which that was the easiest thing I think we did. And Sabby was pretty trained when we got she her. She kind of she was, but she she, she kinda, had her accidents. But it took a week or so to get acclimated to what we expected and wanted and where she could do things and I think she was pretty she figured it out Sabby's a smart dog really quick I mean Sabby's like I have had growing up um, you know three or four dogs in my life and I think Sabby is the smartest dog I've ever had Um, my parents dog uh, I think he was pretty smart as he got older um, (laughs) his he just got lazy. Basically. Yeah, I don't think he was ever. He was smart. I think he just got to the point. He's he just, just like, I don't care. Didn't care. Um, so, but when we sometimes though, when we do go on vacation, we try to get pet friendly places to stay at. Pet so friendly that, places are important, and I don't understand why more places aren't pet friendly. Because Sabby does. I mean, she is the easiest thing to take care of. She is calmer than most children, and cleaner, and cleaner than most children, and even some adults. Um, so it's yeah. really odd that like they have these pet fees and I mean I understand it because people have allergies to dogs and cats and everything else related to that. But it's just odd to me like there's not that many places that are as pet friendly. I understand the pet fees though, and you know not all we kind of have an ideal situation with Sabby. Not all pets are like that. If you list a lot of people to bring pets, there'll be all kinds of stuff and mess and smells and. It could just really damage a place. Oh, yeah. Um, so I understand being careful about that, but we do enjoy going to places. I mean, we usually go to Tennessee sometime during when the beginning of spring, and um, we're going in a few weeks and stay in a cabin, and we always go in the pet friendly so Sabby can go with us. And even though, I mean, the pet fees are end up being cheaper than boarding. Than boarding. Yeah, that is true. So it's worth it. And actually, when we go to the beach this summer, my parents were looking at maybe getting a pet-friendly house. Okay. So just because it's cheaper to do it that way, then you don't have to be without them, you know. So if but, you're like me and you don't want to be without them. Yeah, Tyler just, oh, five seconds without Abby. He's like, oh, my gosh, she's in the world. Well, I miss her. Mm. I do. Like when we went on the cruise the last time and... um 
Every time I go on vacation and my parents keep her, it's just... I get to work. He's I, constantly I checking her. the camera and be like, how is she doing? Yeah. And his mom sends videos, like, she gives him updates. Like, it's like not how, like, oh, how's the vacation doing? It's like a video of what Sadie's doing. Like, and I appreciate that. Which is really cute because, like, when she's around other dogs, she acts more like other dogs. Um, so she'll play and uh, um, fetch and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever dogs play. They wrestle and. I mean, they're just very well socialized together, and yeah. it's all in good fun. Well, she'll play with toys because they'll try to play keep away. And they do play keep away. So when you, like when we have Sabby by herself, she she looks at a toy, she puts it in her mouth like for three seconds, and then she's done. Or if it's a soft like a plush stuffed animal, she'll like shake it really hard. She'll shake it really hard for about three seconds, and then she's done. And then she's done with it. She's done with it. Like she never picks it up again until another dog wants it. If another dog wants it, she'll like, be prepared for about it. Yeah, then they'll. But then that's about it. Like play, try to get away not, from each other. It's really odd because she doesn't play with like toys. She just, I think she just likes to do what we do, which is she likes to do. pretend she's a people. She she does pretend that she's a people, and that is kind of how. So I mean, just. Ultimately, she is part of the family. She acts like she's part of the family, and I, you know, feel like she is. And we treat her that way. And if you're looking into getting a pet, um, that, that's how you should go about doing it. So, All right. I think that's a good place to. That's a good place wrap to wrap it up. up, and we'll move on to the next topic. So now we're going to talk about how gay culture is having to schedule your social life. And this kind of came up, um, well, for many reasons, but even now we live back closer to our families. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. But we still have kind of been noticing that we do not get to see them as much as maybe we had anticipated before we moved back, just because we're realizing we're going to have to really plan things out, because everybody's doing so many different things, and even our friends that are our age are doing so many different things that it's just hard, and it's not like... When you were in college and you could just meet up and do what, whatever, whenever, and kind of go, or at least maybe that's not how it was for everybody. Well, I feel like at high school, you know, you went to school every day, you saw your friends. We didn't make that far, yeah. And, you know, different. if you were doing social activities or, you know, played high school sports or whatever the case might mm-hmm. be, you always had that time built in, you know, till five, You did your stuff after school, you, you, right after school. Did, right after school, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you ever had everything that was built in. And then come to college, everyone is there. You got classes, but, but that's it. That's it. Well, and homework. But I mean, you even have... then, you still have social structure and not a lot going on. And well, especially when you like live in dorms and you, there's just people everywhere, and you're no, you don't really have to plan things. You just kind of show up. You kind of showed up. Whatever. You walked down the hall and said, "Hey," knocked on the door and said, "Hey, let's go do something." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most of the times, they were there. Yeah. You went and did something. Yeah. At least that's how college worked for most yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you become an adult, you have to continue to try to find time for, you know, friends and family and things of that nature. Well, now as we're getting a little bit older and we're both in our 30s now, and I mean, all of our friends are either having kids or already have them or have, you know, other responsibilities they have to take care of. We can't just drop things and do stuff with people whenever we want to. We can't drop things. Other people can't drop things. We're having to really coordinate and plan. And, you know, like with my parents trying to work this thing out, we're like, we're going to see you on this day every week. And it's just, ideally, you just want to think you can just go hang out with people whenever. It's like having Taco Tuesday, except it's impossible to have Taco Tuesday with, you know, 
a different family sometimes because they might have something going on on Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. and you have to do Meatloaf Mondays. Mm-hmm. But you still have to take those things into account mm-hmm. and try to plan that. And that takes mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So we live very close to Tyler's family within 10 minutes. And we live right next to my parents. And my parents have no social life. Um, my parents do, though. His parents do have a social life. So it's even harder with them because, I mean, they've got things planned and we've got things planned. And it's just maybe once or twice a week, if that, is when we're able to really meet up and uh, I think you try to see your parents and it's like once a month. And it doesn't. It's not that, no. It's, it, it's well, maybe well, you, me, because I'm usually at work sometimes when you hang out. Like you saw hours, them today yeah. and I was at work. Right, so. right. I mean, I, I ate lunch with my mom one day last week and then I was with them most of the day today. So, yeah, maybe for you, it ends up being probably probably about every other weekend for you. Yeah. So, but I see them more often. and. So. But one of the things that you have to do is, and what Tyler, I think, is trying to figure out and what most people have to figure out is you have to try to keep in touch with people. So you can't just wait around waiting for them to text well, you. You do, and I realize that. And I, you know, usually initiate the conversation with most people. And I think that's what frustrates me is no one ever initiates it with me. I feel like it's, I always have to do that. And I don't know why that's my job to have to do that. They well, should be able to talk every day. Like, it should be 50-50. You know, with our well, friends, with our family. In a good relationship, it would be. But like mm-hmm. I say, you have no idea what the other person is doing. So how I come across social interactions is if I'm thinking about you, I usually send you a text message and just say, how's it going? Or, you know, whatever. It's just sometimes it's just like, what's up? Or, hey, I thought about you. And I think some people appreciate that. And some people are like, that's creepy. But... <laughs> I think they understand the gist of what I'm doing because usually it does lead to if you know a few messages back and forth, even if nothing is actually said. Um, you really checked in. With you them. just checked in with them. Yeah. So we have friends that we haven't talked to in years, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, I thought about you today," and they were like, "I haven't talked to you in three years," and I've done that to people, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, I just wanted to see how you were doing." You know, what you've been up to, because I feel like when you've you've talked to somebody, we're all kind of in this together, and as life that is, and I'll occasionally just say, oh, you know, I hope things are going well, or tell me about what's going on new in your life, and oh, they usually have something to say, oh, like we're selling our house, and we're moving, or... When you did one year for your birthday, like on Facebook, people wish you happy birthday, and usually I just go through it, maybe comment on a few and try to like all of them or do some kind of reaction. But one year, Richard went and like sent a message to each person that wished him happy birthday to ask them how they were doing. And I think most of them responded. They did because I think I mean it was it took me time to do that. I didn't just send out one mass thing. I, I remember doing that. Yeah, and I like, actually, I'm going to message every, every single person, every that single me person. Happy birthday. And I, I had some of them I hadn't talked to in years, mm-hmm. and I really. I really like that, and I appreciate um, that as well, because, I mean, I at one point in my life, you know, so you have friends, and you meet them through college or whatever, and that is one part of your life, and then, you know, 10 years down the road, they're not, maybe not in your life anymore because of distance or just falling out, and everyone kind of just moves on, but at one point in your life, they were important to you, so I always make it a point to try to get at least a majority of people to say hey you know I still care about you even if I don't get to see you 
And that works really well for some people, and other people, you know, they just let it go. Um, but it's kind of like you, it's how you make old friends, I think. So, like my best friend, um, her name is Shelly, and I have known her since I was five years old. Now, Shelly and I can go three years without talking, I'm sure. Not that we've went three years without talking. But we have gone months, I do know, without, you know, speaking to each other. And we just kind of just jump back in into exactly how we were. And I think it's because we have known each other since we were five years old. And Shelly always teases me that I never can remember anything, which most of the times I can It's cannot. not teasing, girl. You can't. I can't. So Tyler is my memory bank over here. So he tells me about stuff that I did yesterday. But Shelly always likes to tell me about stories about how we, you know, what we did in kindergarten. I know, but a comment that Shelly has made before and some of your other classmates from, like, high school, they say, yeah, we'll be at a get-together and we'll get out a yearbook and, you know, Richard will be acting like he's seeing all these people for the first time. That is true. We did have that experience one time when we first, I think Tyler had first met Shelly and we got the yearbook out to talk about high school and I was just like, who are these people? I've never seen them before in my life. Then but, they were like, you know, you sat behind this person and Matt And then they would tell me stories about them. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. But see, like I say, it's so easy to fall out and not remember people. And I think it's really important not to do that because you, you do have to take the time to remember people. And if you don't do that, then they will be forgotten. It's kind of like Coco, like the movie, like the Disney movie Coco. Mm. And you had to put, like, their picture. On the ofrenda. On the ofrenda. Or they get forgotten. And I think that is something that I like to take into consideration when we talk about friends and keeping up with relationships and having a social life. So every once in a while, I'll just get out my phone and I'm like, and I have every contact, or almost every contact, I have ever added to my phone. Thank you, Google uh, Contacts. Um, because it's just been saved in the cloud. But I would go through sometimes and I will just message random people that I haven't talked to in 10 years and said, hey, how's it going? I hope everything's going well with you. And I think that's really important, especially now in like the social media age where most people just kind of keep up tabs with people on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And it's like, that's really great. But then you're not really having that social interaction with them. You're just looking at them. Mm-hmm. from afar which they look at you too I don't think that using social media is completely not social interaction I think it is a type of social interaction it is it's really nice when people comment on your pictures and everything but well it's good too for people that you just you are not able to see a lot I don't, if for, I don't know if you live far away from them or just scheduling I mean you know, that's what we're talking about here is having to schedule and I think social media has kind of put a little less pressure on people to have to feel like they have to do all these 20 million things because you can kind of, you know, catch up with people without having to take time to catch up with them. Yeah. It sounds pretty bad, but that's that's how that's the beauty of social media. That is the beauty of social media. So, but it's really nice, like, what I, and what I, try, I'm not a very good person on social media, so if you try to find me on social media, I probably won't respond to you because that's not how I interact with people. But... I never post things on Facebook or anything. It's like, if I do post things on Facebook, it's about once every five months. But I think it's really important to go through other people's stuff Mm -hmm. and like, oh, that dessert that you're eating looks really delicious. Because we have these friends who on the Instagram one friend, page, that's all he posts. That's all he posts. He's ever he did today post a picture of himself. Oh my goodness! I can't wait to post a picture of himself. It's like yeah. oh, we haven't seen you in like three years because all the pictures you've posted in the last three years have been pictures of food. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I think it's really important to kind of do that because at least they are still seeing your name and they are, like, having to think about you. Yeah. When there's different social media platforms for different things, like, I'm trying to get more back into Snapchat now <laughs> because Snapchat is a more personal thing. It's it's most, it's most used best when you send stuff directly to people because um, I got a, a little video message from one of my friends, Lisa, the other okay. day, and I sent her one back, and it's just fun because it is a way to interact. I was at home doing housework. She was too, and we lived about 30 minutes away, but just in that little moment, we were able to just say a couple things to each other, and it was pretty cool. So this is where I would just pick up the phone and call somebody, but that's just who I am as a person. Well, but we had filters on, and right. like she had the cat ears, and I had bunny ears, and it changed her voices to make it, make it all fun. It's just, it's a different way to interact with people, and to me, Snapchat is a way to directly interact with people, whereas Instagram is... A little bit less, much. So, it's more I mean, to the masses. You you post things and lots of people see it, or you post a story and people can see that and kind of get to know you better. But it's still pictures and people kind of have that direct look into your life. Whereas I think Facebook is even less personal because it's just people post long rants about things and political stuff and um, or you know for our the, generation like the yeah. age that we're at, or, Facebook has turned into a political quotes thing. about things. I mean, Facebook is a lot more involved, and I feel like. I don't know, with Instagram, you know, you see pictures, it's just all pictures and video clips, and I think that's a way to get to know people better, and Snapchat is, you send stuff directly to people. Well, so. one of my favorite social platforms is Meetup, and the reason I like Meetup is because it's a social, social platform that you can find similarly like-minded people to do activities in real life based on your interests that you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, we host a book club, or... Yeah. Um, if you are really into hiking, several of our book club members found our, you know, meet, found the book club through Meetup, and right. it was great. So, or you can go hiking, or video games, or anything, because you know there's a Meetup out out there for pretty much anything, especially if you live in larger cities. Oh yeah. Um, but again, what we're trying to convey is it does take time to do these, so you have to like make sure that you're planning accordingly. So. We do try to save one night a week um, for social interactions with people. I'm like, hey, we're usually available on this day. Yeah, like we know our schedules and we know which day that we're off work and what time. And so we can are able to plan things. But it's so it's just a lot to think about having to, I guess it's just as newly minted 30-somethings, you know, it's it, going from a place where we were just able to, text people and be hanging out with them 10 minutes later to now having to like schedule weeks in advance times to meet up with friends to catch up it's just a little bit different and um, especially when it's like the busier you are to, and the busier yeah. you are you have to continue to do that so mm-hmm. like my sister-in-law she has a calendar on her wall and she has like there's probably an event on it every day we have a calendar too but it's called google calendar do, yeah. because so why would you not use google calendar we just love saying yes because google calendar is just because like, it like comes to my phone and tells me when i'm supposed to be places and i, I do like look feature. at it anytime I don't and i can it. see tyler's and he can see mine yeah, and we can share them i don't have to be at home looking at dry erase board nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that because we used to have one of those in our old house but we hardly ever used it we hardly ever used, we used it for like a month it would be like oh it's january no it's like april it's like march and, and we, we haven't updated it and so i mean the, the, the only calendar i use is google calendar and but it is convenient so that is very helpful so if you can find well, whatever works for you whatever works for what you you, do. you can use a planner you can use whatever so it's just it's important to have something mm-hmm. you know 
to schedule. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you have to have something on your schedule. Yeah. And actually, that is kind of like a sign of a good like leader if you're, you know, you want to make sure you're getting things done. And it actually helps to have like a to-do list so you can Which, see all the things that you... Google Calendar is a new feature. Called, well, it's not new, but it's implemented in the calendar a lot more now called Tasks. Oh. And it's something I actually use at work because... At work, all of our um, email addresses are through G Suite. And so we have Google Calendar at work, and I work with lots of different locations. And we're able to share events, but also I have a to-do list. And if there's due dates on things, it puts it into the calendar so you can see it on your big calendar when stuff's due, when things need to be done. But also to the right is, like, your actual list of what has to be done. I haven't seen that. I think I would like that. That's great, yeah. Um, And I've started kind of using it our personal stuff although for our personal things we use the reminders app on uh on our iphones right because did we talk about this we did talk about this so yeah so you already know all about the great location features of the reminders app on my iphone and the fact that see that's the one thing that the google tasks app can't do yet is um recurring things Okay. It does that's really do that. important. Yeah. Cause... And the the Apple Reminders app does do that. So that that's one thing. You can't put recurring things on there. Um, it just doesn't do it. You have tasks and they're either you can put a due date and then they're either completed or they're not, but there's no you can't make it do the same thing over and over like credit card bill. You know, we have that on the reminders app because it says you can say, Remind me on the tenth day of the month every month and it does that. But the Google Tasks does not. So. Well, maybe they'll implement that in the future. I'm sure they will. Because we'll it sounds there. like that'd be really important. You'd think so. Bob. But anyway, back to scheduling. Because we're talking kind of about social life here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, um, so we ha- we actually have a meetup group um, that we do our book club through. And we have, uh, like, even Facebook groups, I think, are really important, too. Because we have a Facebook group with, like, all of our friends that we yeah, can Yeah, we do have a, a Facebook group with, like, our close friends that we hang out with a lot. That way we can kind of, like, schedule things. Well, we want to have a night to, you know, just go hang out at someone's house or to go drink wine or something. We just put, make a Facebook event. And, and usually people show up. Yeah. And, it's, and sometimes they don't. And yeah. then we're just like, okay, well, that was a waste of time. But... Hey, as long as there's like at least three, four if people, you, yeah, if there's we're got good. To, yeah, sometimes it's just me and Tyler, and we're like, oh, we've planned a party. Well, if it's just the two of us, then it's like, then it was probably a waste of time as far as but, trying you to know, make an effort to be with, hang out with but somebody. But that is something that you can use, especially because um, if you make a Facebook group or something with your close friends, you can do that. Or, you know, whatever other interests you have, because Facebook does have groups um, as well, similar to Meetup, and you can interact with people about different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm in a Pokemon Go uh, group. Not that I have actually met any of those people yet because I'm like hit or miss with Pokemon Go, but I do plan on it um, eventually. And I'm trying to think of other things that we do. But again, so like... Well, there's lots of good on Meetup and even on Facebook. There's lots of good LGBT groups that you can become involved with, and Meetup's a good place to do that, too, because it's people that you, you know, know you'll be safe around, usually. Right, yeah. So, and the, lots of groups like that, too, will, you'll have to, even our, our Meetup group, you have to answer certain questions first. And you have to be you, approved by, like, an administrator. Right, and you have to answer questions like, what are your intentions, why do you want to be part of this group, and so, it, it it's safe, that you can't just let, no one can just come and just join it and be, like, some hate person, I mean... I guess they could if they answered their questions correctly, and it's right. kind of uh, I don't know. There's always a gray area there, but but we've had good experiences with using Meetup. So, well, I mean, 
We've had good experiences. We've had good experiences. I didn't like one of the people one time. I got annoyed with him a lot. We went to this trivia thing um, where we used to live, but whatever. So Well, that's because it was not really... I mean, he, he wasn't even part of the meetup. He was just there as another member. So we just kind of stopped going because we didn't really mesh. But I think that's a really good part about meeting up in person is you can just leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, can, yeah. so scheduling your social life I think is really important because you want to make sure that you're keeping in contact with people because it has shown, you know, to, you know, to be good for your overall health, to have these contacts with people, you just, you know, to have, to be social, and... Yeah, and I mean, I'm more of an introvert, so... so Tyler likes to recharge, I'm over here like, hey, let's make friends, let's make friends. So I don't always, I'm not always turned on as far as wanting to hang out with people. I'm always wanting to hang out with people, I'm like, hey, let's go do something. Yeah. I always want to be out of the house. But, I can do it. But then we get there, and you kind of, like, push me out in front. Be like, okay, and I have to well, do all the talking. And he do does all, all the, the talking. He, well, I think it's because I feel like I'm trying to make you more comfortable, and I think you get more comfortable the more you talk to people, which is really odd. Because sometimes I'm, like, have to, like... It's like when we go back riding. Sometimes, like, okay, let's go back riding. I really want to go back riding. You're like, no, I don't want to go. And then when you go, you're like, oh, this was fun. Let's, we should do this more often. And that's how I kind of feel like that. I don't, that's what you do. No. That's what you do. No. Like, especially when I'm suggesting places to eat. Well, everything, when, every place I, I suggest, you're like, no, 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 no. And then I end up taking you there. You're like, oh, this is good. We well, go that's, more how, often. that's how what we do it's with eating. That, no, that's totally different. It's totally so, different. and I, I mean, I enjoy bike riding. I've never said no to bike riding except for when I've had surgery and I've not been able to for the past year. Well, I know, but not just talking about bike riding. And then one time you took me skiing and I had never been skiing before. Oh, that was a fun trip. And you took me up to, it was not a fun trip. That was you took fun. me up to the... I had been skiing before. ...highest room of the tallest tower and pushed me off. No, that is not and true. And got mad at me. That's not true. So anyway, what happened, let me tell the story how it really happened. What happened is we went skiing and Tyler had never happened, been before. So. And so this, we had never been to this ski, ski resort before, and I thought that we were getting on the bunny slope, because I've been, I've been to several, and the bunny slope one usually has like a lift to it. Well, this place was a lot smaller, and they only had like a little conveyor belt, which I had never seen before. And so we got on the bunny lift, which apparently went to like the intermediate areas, slash the bigger bunny slope, and... I got Tyler out on it, and he had never skied before, and it was night skiing, too, and it was snowing, and uh, Tyler didn't have any goggles, and I don't remember why Tyler didn't have any goggles, but... I didn't have goggles. Did you have goggles? Yeah. Okay. Well, it just wasn't a very pleasant experience for Tyler, because I did leave him. No, no, you're right. I didn't have goggles. You didn't have goggles. And anyway, so (laughs) the ski patrol man came by and said... And asked Tyler, is he okay? And I was like, you know, probably 50 feet and in front of him. And I said no. And Tyler was like, no. Because you had left me. I had, didn't leave him. I was like 50 feet in front of him. I was, I, I couldn't really turn around because, A, I was downhill. And you can't really climb back up a hill on skis. And so the ski patrol came down to me. No, was just, I was laying down in the snow crying. Because I was afraid I was going to go up the side of the mountain and die. And you were like, just get up and do it. and Come on. Well, that's how I learned. That's how I learned things. You just kind of have to get up and just do them. Because if you don't try, you know you're not going to be able to do it. So my that's how I learned to ski. They just pretty much just pushed me off the side of the bunny slopes. And that's how I learned to ski. Yeah, the bunny slope. Well, yeah. I told yeah. you. I thought we were on the bunny slope. So anyway, the ski patrol man came by and said, does he not have ski? And I was just like... When no. he came to me first, and I said, no, I'm not okay. And he said, are you here by yourself? And I said, no, I'm with him, and pointed at you, and then he came and found you. And then he came and found me, and I said, we accidentally got on the wrong 
ski lift because I thought that this was the bunny slope because it was not very well marked. It was I was not very impressed with this place. So we actually have no room back. But anyway, Tyler did get back down the mountain successfully. And he didn't fall that often. I fell many, many times and had, did not have goggles, so my, I couldn't see nothing. Well, they were throwing snow. snow they, were, they, were, my they were making snow at the same time, so it was probably not a very pleasant experience. But it's anyway, not. so we went back into the ski lodge, and there's probably a picture of this on Instagram, too, uh, where Tyler's just, like, looking out and away from me because he's mad and didn't want to talk. But I have forgot we haven't gotten on this topic. That reason me mad. But anyway... So that was our ski experience, and I don't think we've ever been back skiing before again because Tyler won't want to go. He's not a really big fan of winter anyway. No. Um, which we actually. How did we get off on this? I have no idea, but it's still a funny story. But anyway. Oh, because you're saying that. Um... Anyway, so you just kind of have to make sure that you. Like, you still got to try new things. So you got to kind of. Even if you don't feel comfortable with it, you want to like push it's yourself. It's good to push yourself. It's good to push yourself because he really did. I think he would have enjoyed himself. A and we did buy a new pair of goggles, so now he has ski goggles. Because the next time we went, we went to a different place. We did go to a different place, and we went snowboarding, and we did a little lesson. Oh, first. that's right. That was and fun. that was fun. That was fun because we went to the beginner's place and did a little lesson. Well, first. it was it was better mark, and I wasn't. It wasn't nighttime. Forced into skis and, and taken up to the top of the mountain. I did not push him off. I did not push him off. Anyway, because he did fall off the ski lift. Not like off like the ski lift, but like when you get on and off, like the boarding part. It was, I apparently did not instruct him enough. At all. Yeah, well. Didn't instruct me at all. I didn't have any instruction when I first started. Anyway. Anyway. You do need to try new things and try to hang out with new people. But only be in places where you feel safe. Right. And be with a group that you feel safe. Make sure you have a way out. That is the most, that is what my parents have taught me. So, if you do anything, make sure you have a way away from danger. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway, we're going to end this discussion here and move on to our final segment. Yeah. For our final segment this week, we're going to be talking about how gay culture is plain as Princess Peach in Mario Kart. Or in any Nintendo game that has Princess Peach in it, for that matter. Well, the first one that came out was Super Mario Bros. 2 for the NES. Right. But I remember, like, I clearly remember... I mean, I know I always played as Peach on that game, but, like, in my memory, like, and being with friends and stuff, we had Nintendo 64 and Mario Kart, and I just clearly remember always choosing Peach, because, I mean, nobody else... I think it kind of started as, I think on the Mario Kart 64, there's like eight choices I think so. to choose from, and, you know, four controllers, obviously, but I think other people always picked Yoshi or Mario or Luigi, um, or the people, the people would always choose the, the ones that I guess would be most desirable, I don't know, for for 10-year-old guys, yeah. you know? No one wanted to be Princess Peach as a 10-year-old Yeah, guy. and also Toad was... I don't know. Mario and Luigi and Yoshi were... And Donkey Kong. I mean, they were always... Anyway, people would always pick all those, and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take Peach. And that's kind of how I played it off. But then I got... I mean, I was, like, kicking tail. I mean, I was beating everybody. I mean, He's I was really good friends. I never played with and him. they were all very impressed him. that I was beating them all as Princess Peach. Then I was like, oh, well, I have to choose her because she's my good luck charm, so... Because I have to win. So I think that's kind of how it all started. But I always wanted to be her just because I thought she was really freaking fabulous. And on my Nintendo Switch now, I've got little stickers of Princess Peach. And, um, I mean, I adore everything that is Princess Peach. Well, so Princess Peach is, you know, she's she's the person that Mario is trying to save. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much every rendition of a Mario game. 
Yeah. And so in Super Mario Brothers 2 for the NES, she was a playable character, and she floated. And I think she it was pretty awesome. She like, still floats. She still floats games. in all the games, and I think that's originally where it came from. Mm-hmm. So I think the, I played as Princess Peach in Super Mario Brothers Two because I didn't I like how Luigi did. Jumped. I mean, she I think she was just an easier character based on that stage. Oh, like, she could float. development because she could float, and you didn't fall in holes. And it was like a straight line. I mean, she she just float over things. I mean, and that we, was her double jump was floating. Yeah. So that 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 was a pretty interesting choice for a character mm-hmm. and I really wish they would do more for Princess Peach and they have kind of done stuff. She has had her own game. She had her own game for DS. Yeah, just regular DS and I, I love that game. Tyler loved the game. He was and like, I want them to make Super more. Princess Peach. Yeah, Super Princess Peach and she was doing her own quest and it yeah. was really cool. But she was the heroine so she was like yeah. she was the protagonist in that one so that was pretty much her game mm-hmm. um, as the playable character. Right. I actually didn't play that game because Tyler wouldn't even was like you know you can't take my copy you'll lose it which I would have. Probably. But um, but she's in lots of I mean she's in Mario Party and I always choose her in that and, and then Super Smash Brothers. Which Tyler loves. Which yes. we'll probably talk about before. If yes. not we will. Yeah. Oh yeah we will. Um, we could do a whole segment on Super Smash Brothers but I always choose Peach. Well, I like to play around with Super Smash Bros., but she is my go-to. For I, that I like game. Rosalina. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think what other games Princess Peach has been featured in, where you could choose to play. Okay, well, Mario Tennis. Um, and well, all the Mario sports games. Pretty much all the Mario sports games. Really? They have to have select ones, but usually she is the one that you have to save. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then there's the Mario Kart game where you had to pick two. Players. That was, uh, that was Double Game, Dash. GameCube. GameCube. That was GameCubes. Was that GameCube? I'm pretty sure. It was GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Baby Princess Peach was on there. So you could choose Peach and Baby Princess Peach or Peach and Daisy or whatever. Right. And I usually pick Peach and Daisy. Anyway, so there's this whole connotation, you know, for Tyler to pick Peach because what I think we have seen or. I think what's stereotyped is... Well, as a little gay boy, as that gay was boy. my way of expressing myself. And I think that's but still the girl stereotyped, character. is that some of them would pick the girl characters, or... Some- well, because there was no other feminine... Like in that first Mario Kart game I remember playing, there was really not another feminine character. I don't think there was. You know? Yeah. There, I mean, I didn't, feel re- I didn't feel represented by any of them, so I picked the fabulous Peach with her pink gown and her crown. And Well, that's kind of the thing in, like, and stereotypically in video games is you have... And I, there's a really fun comic about it, um, about how, like, all the women are, like, scantily clad armor, mm-hmm. and that is the upgrade to their armor. And there's a really funny comic about how she takes it off, and it's really like a whole suit of armor that makes her look it like she looks like skin. Like yeah. it looks like skin, and I think it's a really funny comic. Yeah, I saw that. But it's an interesting take on on video games. I think as Peach because she, I mean, she's Peach. And she's that's kind of, she's dressed in a pink dress. Mm-hmm. She has a crown, and that's typically that's her look, mm-hmm. unless she's playing tennis. Yeah. Um. But that's she, she's not an RPG type character, so there's no upgrades to her, you know, armor or her what she's wearing. But it's just an interesting take on that because that's not what you see in other video games when you can play as a female character. And it's an interesting take on it because she was one of the first choices, like Tyler mentioned, that you can play as a female character. 
And video games are very stereotypically made for guys, mm-hmm. um, even though there are plenty of female gamers out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of video too, games. It's funny, too, because we would always play um, Mario Kart 64 with, like, my first cousins. I mean, and every Christmas Eve, we would always do this, too. And he still does this. Still do that, but uh, we all had our specific player, and, um, you know, because I think, I'm trying to think who everybody was... I think my brother was Yoshi, maybe, and then one of my cousins was Toad, and then one of my cousins was Donkey Kong, and then I was Peach, and that was when we were all four guys. But then we have a, a girl cousin who's, like, a little bit younger, so then she got into where she started playing with us, and, um, like, she tried to be Peach, and everybody was like, you can't be Peach. That's Tyler's. I mean, you know, right. it was just, like, sacred, like, you have to pick your own that's not already been chosen. Didn't you pick Toad? Um, no, no. No, Dave was Toad. Oh. I think I may have got some wrong. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure Dan was Donkey Kong. And Zach was... Can't, oh, I think Miller was like the Ouija or something. I can't remember who everybody was. Well, Peach we was it in a few years. That's true. Well, Peach was a playable character in the Super Nintendo version of Mario Kart as well. So, right. Um, I always picked Yoshi for that version. I never I never had a 64, so I didn't get to play that one. Oh. I, I had one like after... Like after GameCube and actually Wii, I think had come out. Yeah, because I, I was a, I'm a very big retro gamer, so we still have a so Mario Kart. It was on Super Nintendo. Mario Kart originally it was, was on not Super on Nintendo. NES. It was not on NES. Yeah, it, it originally came out for Super Nintendo. Yeah, I always played as Yoshi. Um, I remember several several hours of playing that as a kid with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only a two player one. So when Mario Kart 64 came out, you had four players, and that was you know. Just added to the fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know when they added the blue shell, because there's another... I, I'm a big I fan think of... I'm pretty sure the blue shell was in 64. I think it did come in 64. Yeah. Because I always think... There's another comic out there. <laughs> I'm a big fan of comics, so I follow them like as an Instagram tag. And there's another one that always comes up, and it's like, oh, look, you're you're getting along in life, and you're like winning number one, and then there's like a phone call from a blue-shelled-headed dude, and it says, I'll catch up to you, or something like that. And I always just... I always think it's really funny that that image comes about because we are big fans of Nintendo in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, I mean, we still own an NES. I have a Super Nintendo. We have a 64. We have, I think we actually have every version of a Nintendo. Yeah. Portable and console a lot. So I have almost every version. I have an yeah. original Game Boy. It still works. Um, I don't know if we have the newest DS. We don't have the new, well, we have the no, we do have the newest DS. I mean, I, I don't. I just didn't we have one, another one come out. Well, since, the, the we bought D- the DS before we bought before the Switch came out. We right. bought the newest DS. Yeah. Well, we have. So we have. We have a Game Boy. I didn't know we have a, a original working Game Boy. We have a Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have a pocket. We don't have a pocket because I had a pocket when I was little. Like when the pockets came out, but I think it got like I played it so much. I think the screen came off. I just like. So, it so much and then so i still have an nes that i had found at a yard sale i got it for 50 cents Mm -hmm. um and it worked flawlessly Mm -hmm. i don't know why they let's stick with the handheld console then move over to the regular ones so game boy game boy um color Mm -hmm. then i have a game boy advance you have a game boy advance Mm -hmm. and i have the game boy advance sp Mm -hmm. yeah and i had a game boy micro you do have a game Boy, which was they were released in 2006 and that was the only time that it ever happened they were tiny, and we both had They're about the, the size original, of like a, a iPhone four. Yeah, we we still have an original original DS. Mine was red, and yours was gray, and the hinge is broken. 
Yeah. But it still works. Yeah. And then we got the 2DS when they first released. Because mm-hmm. we didn't... For some reason, we skipped the 3D. Well, we, uh, we, we didn't, didn't want it. We didn't like... I think that the 2DSs were a little bit cheaper. And what it was was the Pokemon X and Y was coming out. And you had to have... Because it, it was not going to work with the our current DSs. Right. Because it was a 3DS game. It was a 3DS game. game. We didn't like the 3D capability. We didn't like the way the screen looked with the 3D. Right. So we bought 2DSs. We bought 2DSs. So, and then later, we when they... Later, they made the screen a little bit bigger, and they made the 3D effects so, a little bit better. Right. So we got so a 3DS We ended up buying the, the new, is how they kind of yeah, marketed it. Yeah, the new it. 3DS XL. So is that the current one? I think that's still the most current one. Okay. That, that they did question. come out with a new 2DS. Because we bought that one screen. in, like, 2016, and then I think 2017... March is when the Switch came out. We got the Switch the so day it was released. Yeah. So, but again, we've not played. We've not touched our DS. We haven't touched we our DS. Although I still like to play Mario Maker on that. Um, even though I wish they you had given the. Well, you played Mario I Maker love Mar- on the Wii U the Wii, for a while. Well, that's still great because that's where you can share all the levels. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think that I can't wait for that to come out on Switch, and it better come soon. Yeah. Anyway, so we still have all the original consoles that we have. Mm-hmm. And then we had NES, Super Nintendo, 64, GameCube. Game we, we still have them all. We still we, have all the games for them. Switch. Well, I feel like they hold their value more than other consoles. Oh, yeah. Um, not made anymore. I'm ready for Nintendo to make a Donkey Kong 64 remastered yeah. for Switch. That would be awesome, too. Yeah. Because um, I also love that game. Because it was like a RPG game with Donkey Kong. It was an RPG game with Mario. I mean, because Mario's first RPG game, uh, I think, was made by Square. And that's when they kind of Mario got into RPG, and then mm-hmm. Donkey Kong came out with RPG mm-hmm. at sixty four. I love that game. Um, but just to go back to my love for Princess Peach, kind of, we went to Comic Con a couple years ago. Well, God, four years ago. That now. was, was twenty fifteen. Four years ago, and um, we dressed up as you were Mario. I was Mario. And I was boy Princess Peach. I mean, I wore a suit like a I wore white pants and then a pink shirt pink collar shirt and a pink vest and I had the Princess Peach's crown and I had the pink umbrella. Right. But I mean I wasn't like I never knew who were I wasn't like in drag wearing a dress and makeup. It I was, was a gender bent Princess Peach. Which actually a lot of people ask me if I was um Prince Bubblegum from Adventure Time. That's true. Because that that was really popular. Adventure Time then. does the gender bend episodes where they're all different the opposite gender. Yeah. And um so Princess Bubblegum became Prince Bubblegum and voiced by Patrick Harris. But a lot of people thought that that's who I was going for, which I could see. Well, when you, but when they put me next to when they saw me as Mario, they kind of figured it out. Right, right. It was pretty much. I and was, the umbrella helped too. Yeah. So, because Peach is known for her umbrella, but maybe next time I'll just be Peach, period. But as far as video games, I think we are avid Nintendo fans. Um, I think it all started. Well, it's absolutely my... I mean, that's the only thing. My brother had other things, PlayStation and Xbox and well, whatnot, We, we own a PlayStation and an Xbox now. I would say you own a PlayStation I own a PlayStation and Xbox. Because I haven't true. played either one. Well, we've played some of the Lego games on Xbox. And I love. I think I did one of, your, one of your VR things on PlayStation. I have a Sony VR. But other than that, I just do Nintendo. Well, I think Nintendo is just... It was like our generational type thing. I mean, Nintendo was first. And, I mean, you, st- I mean, you had Atari and Commodore. It was the... Nintendo was the Nintendo thing. was the biggest platform for the 80s and went 90s for mm-hmm. us. Even on into the early 2000s. I mean, I think even, even when the Wii came out, Nintendo was still doing really well. And they may not have been number one anymore. No, because I think Sony and um, Xbox had kind of... So, and then with the Wii U, they really Wii U was a bomb. I mean, it was just like, 
They didn't really advertise that very well. I think it was... Well, it wasn't that different well, people, than the Wii, and it was very limited on what the little pad could do. Well, I think it was because... And they didn't have a lot of third-party support, which I think really killed no, Nintendo. they did not. But They do now. They do now. I think mean, it's Wii fabulous. Switch. But I think, from what I, I remember from when the Wii U came out, everyone thought it was like a peripheral that added to the Wii. And I was like, no, people with a different console... But a lot of people... It was and, very confusing. It was pretty confusing, I would say. If you if you weren't a gamer. And any, either way, I still bought it because I, I loved it. We got the Zelda edition. But um, I really think Nintendo's... I mean, I spend most of my time off playing video games. Um, still still playing Spider-Man from PlayStation 4. Um, and I, when Ark came out for, I have Ark on PC and I bought it for Switch when it came out just because I wanted it to be portable. I really like Switch for its portability factor. I think if Sony and PlayStation, or Sony and Xbox ever figured that out, they would have, you know, I think Sony tried with the, um, PSP and the Vita, but I don't think it really caught on as well. I don't think their, I don't know if it was their layout or, their game titles, but I really don't think they got great into portability. Well, it was weird too because, like, the game, I mean, with the Switch, it's a, it's a little bitty, like a. It's a cartridge. Cartridge, and then on, but the PlayStation Vita was like it was discs. Hard. No, the PSP was disc. Oh, the PSP was the disc. The PSP was disc. Well, that's what Brother had was the PSP. But it was still, I just don't think that they have. I don't think they marketed it. I don't right. think they marketed it very well. And the Switch, I mean, when they first announced the Switch and had the little commercials of what it did, I mean, it was very clear what this was going to be. And, and I think it delivered. I mean, it it was great. So it's wonderful. I mean, we we love our Switches. I mean, if they make a Switch Edition 2, I definitely will probably be buying it just because I have to have every Nintendo console. I don't think they'll do that for several years. I don't though. think they will either. I think it's good enough to where it's going to last. And the games, they'll, I mean, that's going to be... The game... If they do make a Switch Generation 2, they're going to have to make all these games compatible with it. Of course they will. Yeah. So, uh, um, either way. Uh, so, we're, we're I'm an avid video gamer. Tyler's a Nintendo gamer. Um, I play PC console, PlayStation, Xbox. Um, I still play Fallout. I know it's an older game, and it's like there's so much all these newer games. So I'm still so enraptured in, in with all the other, older games. I mean, I'm still playing Skyrim. I don't know anyone who's still not playing Skyrim because it's like that game never ends. But it's you know, it's such an awesome game. And Skyrim released for Switch. So yes, I have it for PC. Uh, I think I actually have it for Xbox, and I'll own it for Switch. So oh, and PlayStation VR because I mean you can play in VR. So I think I have every uh, rendition of Skyrim there is, and there actually is a joke about that because I think they were going to put. Um, so if you grew up, there was a you know everyone had a TI eighty three calculator in high school, and there was a little joke that came on Reddit like they were going to someone had drawn onto. Or made it look like it was drawn onto a TI-83 calculator. And I thought that was hilarious because it has pretty much been on every console available. Um, And it's kind of like Minecraft. I think Minecraft's on every console. But, I mean, you got Minecraft and Skyrim. They're not pretty uh, comparable to each other. But I I just think it's an interesting thing. And I know we were kind of off topic about Princess Peach. But I wanted to tell this thing, video games, because I like to talk about video games so much. Yeah, but. Anyway, going off on, I can, are we going back to Princess Peach? Do you have anything else to say? I can talk about video games for hours. Yeah, you could. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, re- I think that 
like I said, I, I'm glad that now we're seeing a lot more representation in video games, but my gosh, we're not even close to where we need to be um, with diversity and with having gay characters. I mean, a lot of RPGs now are allowing you, if you know, the ones that end up having some kind of romantic storyline, it allows you to choose what gender you want to, like, you want your character to fall in love with. Or That's whatever. true. So, but, I mean, just some of the um, the characters in Nintendo, I mean, I still think we need to move forward and have more LGBT representation as far as characters are choose. I mean, I'm still going to choose Princess Peach, and the reason I did choose her as a young Link um, was... Or in Star Wars characters now. No. For the reason that I said earlier was just that it allowed me to kind of have some way to express how I, the, the character that I felt the, the most connection to. Right. Because she was a girl, and I was feminine acting, and, you know, I, it just was good to have, but I hate... But then, so like I said, with my cousin, who was a girl... You know, the only girl that was a choice on there was kind of used by me, so she had to pick somebody else, and who she identify with, you know? Well, I think that's the reason they came out with Daisy. They came out with Rosalina. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Toadette. Toadette. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any more? Because really, there's still a lot of male characters well, in no, the Well, uh, Birdo, they put her in a lot of the Mario games. You're allowed right. to play her, but she needs to be on Super Smash Brothers. so Nintendo, if you're listening to this, put Birdo on Super Smash Brothers. Thanks. She would be a great character. Yeah. Um, She's the pink one that shoots the eggs out of her mouth. And Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Or I guess that maybe just the yeah, title Mario Brothers 2. I don't exactly. know if it's super or not. Mm, I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, so. I, I also love the color pink, so. He does love the color pink. You know, of course I would love her, and I think she's fabulous. And um, if I ever get to go on RuPaul's Drag Race, I would. I hope they do a video game runway. Challenge. That would be an awesome one. And I would to so see. be Princess Peach. Well, you were so. thinking about actually Tyron being having your drag name be something to do with Peach. Well, I mean, it's got Peach in it. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's Peachy Queen. Oh, you remember? Oh yeah, I don't remember what it was. Oh. Like Peachy Keen, but it's a queen. So. Right. Okay. Anyway, so I, I don't know if we're going to continue with Peach or just still going on about video games, because um, I know I'm running pretty long about that. I think I'm pretty tired and running out of bed, so... Alright, well, we'll end it here, and we'll probably start into video games a little bit later, because I will talk about them today. You can do a segment on just video games, but, I mean, I did want to talk about you know, Princess Peach and her significance in my life, and just kind of how... You know, that was, I think, a lot of gay little boys identify with choosing Princess Peach for the reasons that we talked about. And um, I still want, I, I want more, though. I want to see more um, LGBT representation in video yeah. games. So, But we're on the right track. We just got to keep going and pushing for those characters. So, All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, we talked about how gay culture is having a dog, how gay culture is having a schedule for making your social life. And how gay culture is playing as Princess Peach in Mario Kart and all other games that offer Princess Peach. So, And a lot more about video games because, I mean, who can just stop at that? Anyway, thanks for joining us and we hope to hear... Um, you'll hear from us. You'll hear from us. We want to hear from you. Don't call us, we'll call you. But also follow us on Instagram at Richard Plus Tyler. So, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Is that sufficient? It is. Is that to your locking? Huh? Keep going. It is. Okay, fine. It is, but keep going. Well, talk about it.